I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Hey, Ben, what is up? Hey, Noah. Um, not much. What about you? Uh, it's going pretty good. Um, yeah, the last week and a half has been pretty crazy. Lots of up and down for me. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything thing other than uh, I, my mind's automatically going to like business stuff. <laughs> but I'm trying to think of anything else, any other interesting stories or anything that's just normal life. I mean, we, we do have, I mean, we both just have to live normal lives too. It's not all just, not all just the business stuff, but. Uh, so you got consumed with like your thoughts around building a business? <laughs> Yeah, I guess you could say so. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's it's in some ways it's a problem of mine. Um, I mean, maybe that's every entrepreneur in some way, but like I probably had like four or five nights this last like week and a half where I could not sleep. And oh man, <laughs> I just I just uh, stayed up because I was thinking about different business problems, what I was going to do. And then I would end up just like start working on it or researching or. (laughs) I I know that that at some point, I know that at some point you were like messaging me in Slack. It was like, I was like, I think I wasn't even working at that point. So it must've been like midnight for you. (laughs) And I was like, what, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah. I think there was a time or two where it was like, past 1 a.m. and I was yeah. messaging you I was like oh it, you're awake <laughs> in your time zone <laughs> all right yeah that was funny what what's new with the uh, play group um you, you caught me off guard <laughs> um <laughs> I was just gonna ask the same but um well I did make some progress with the landing page uh get some feedback on that it was pretty mixed actually uh iterated on that um, I did manage to write a lot of the copy that I needed to get out. And it's like, at one point I was like talking to somebody I know, and I was like, I would rather swim in the lake of lava than, <laughs> than continue writing this <laughs> because it, it, it just felt really hard to do it. Like, yeah. you know, I, I set out to write this, this great copy where you, <laughs> where you try to point out all the value that the product provides without mentioning too much of just features. And it's just really hard. Like I'm struggling to uh-huh. to write good copy, I guess. Um, I, I did manage to do it. And what really helped me in the end was, as we already mentioned, I think twice, um, like just trying to compare it to Slack and Twist. So I ended up with actually two pages, one for Slack and one direct comparison to Twist. And I'm linking to them from the landing page. Um, I did also pull off a sweet demo that is like you can basically now integrate the entire application in an iframe. So I have this clickable and Ooh. basically a live demo on the front page. Um, minus minus some obvious things like you cannot create a new team from that demo account or whatever. Um, but I think that's pretty neat because you can literally see inside the application and what like moving around between threads will look like. So you get a very, very quick impression of what the actual application will look like. Yeah. Um, just curious from a technical standpoint, I haven't, I don't think I've used iframes much before, but like, does, does that for you to do that, does that require you to like have two, uh, points of like, 
I don't know, putting putting the playgroup app to production, like deploying it, like you have to deploy it in a different way for the iframe versus just deploying the normal app. Oh no, it's actually, it's the same thing. It's basically just living on a different route. So there is the slash demo route, which will, which you could also mm. like enter from the browser and you will basically get to the demo. And that's also why I needed to make sure that you cannot like create new teams from the demo user. <laughs> that should obviously not be possible. Oh, okay. So it's not like a, a little like widget where it's like, embedded in your like landing pages yeah that's that's kind of the plan like it should like it will it will basically integrate seamlessly and will look like it's just an element on the page but it will be an iframe <laughs> and in that iframe it will basically just be the application and you will have this locked in demo user and then mm. you can just play away with it okay and the, yeah so that's what you're saying that the iframe just pointed to that yeah yeah path, right basically okay yeah right okay that's really cool nice so yeah, I got all that done, and I think I'm kind of ready to um, to just publish it. Probably, I don't know. We we're publishing this episode like in two weeks. Then it should definitely be out there. So when you yeah, hear that, yeah. it should be it should be up on Playgroup.io. <laughs> yeah, you guys should be looking for it. See what see what the new landing pages look like. <laughs> well, nice. I did I did I did a little funny thing with the header where I, where I put those notifications from macOS. And there's basically two conversations in a in a constant stream of messages, like animated and kind of going on your nerves as a visitor. And it just mm -hmm. says like new way, old way, but it's probably better to just look at it. <laughs> kind of hard to explain. Yeah, yeah. That that was cool. Nice. That I mean, that's 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 exciting to get that stuff out the door. Uh, it'll be cool to see people's reaction to it. Yeah, I, I think it looked nice from what you showed me. So well, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm kind I, of I think it's definitely a skill with the copywriting stuff. Like that's something I'm gonna have to kind of learn as I go a little bit. I don't feel like I'm great <laughs> at that. So <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> like don't don't ask me for advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was coming. I was that was the first thing I was gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ask the, ask the German guy. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, so anyway, I, I I totally decided to not work on the actual application anymore, and basically just try to try to get some customers in next, like just publish the landing page and then try to try to talk to people more, which yeah. is hard. Because nice. I wanna, not... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think that's a good plan. I mean, you've done all this work. Uh, yeah, just kind of starting to see where it's going or what's sticking, what's not, um, makes sense for the next thing, I think. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Nice. So that's up next. Um, <laughs> so you also have some explaining to do because I saw you tweeting about a landing page yourself. <laughs> I, I, caught, yeah. I caught you tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. Uh, you weren't supposed to find out that way. Like, <laughs> I, I had this, I had this plan of like hiding what I was doing from you so that I could <laughs> so I could share it on the podcast and you'd have this great like reaction like oh really and like everyone would hear it but now you you found out uh -huh. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh yeah just uh some context on that for the for you listeners I what was it uh Nathan Barry just like tweeted out something uh, and I replied like, yeah, I got a landing page <laughs> and somehow Ben saw that. And uh, cause I, w I was using convert kit just because it was like, oh, this is, 
I didn't know ConvertKit could do like quick landing pages. Like, oh, I'll just use that because I don't really want to spend a lot of time on it right now. I don't want to write my own code and CSS for it. So I just used ConvertKit, and uh, but then that allowed you to see it. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool, though, that Nathan Berry was checking out my landing page and stuff. So that was kind of cool. But uh, yeah, so before that, um, so yeah, basically I, I, I landed on what I'm going to do basically. So it's, it was a big week for me cause I've been struggling with this for a while. And I, and we talked about that last episode. Um, but before I landed on that, um, I basically went through this whole up and down of a whole other idea, a whole, <laughs> a whole other problem that I was going to do. And, um, and so basically that was around helping. Well, so I, yeah, from the start, like, you know, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And then basically I was just thinking, like, what were some of the most frustrating things for me in my last startup building, you know, building the MVP, getting things going, Yeah, yeah. you know, because I want to help entrepreneurs. So, like, what's a problem I faced? And what I landed on, which, like, what I thought was, like, the most annoying thing and just, like, took time and just, like, why do I have to do this was basically setting up authentication, login, sign up, all that mm, yeah, stuff. Yeah um in the beginning and so i was like okay maybe this maybe there's something here where i can make a really quick solution for entrepreneurs where they can just get this up and going you know if it could be in like 10 minutes or something and so i started doing a lot of research um trying to see what solutions are out there and there's different things like offy offy there's firebase authentication with google different sdks that you know, kind of handle the the hard lifting for you. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to see if there was any holes, like any ways that like, you know, maybe I could bring this into no code or, or, or make it a no code solution where you don't even have to do an SDK implementation. <clears throat> so yeah, I was looking at all those different options and that was part of me staying up late, doing tons of research. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you asking that, like, how would you go about and implement user authentication? I was like, what? <laughs> was good, what? You're like, this is a random question. How did you jump to this? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I then did, I, I posted an indie hackers question, which was kind of funny where I kind of acted like I didn't know how to do user authentication myself at all yeah I saw um, that. and just like asked how long people how long it took people to do it and what they did what their solutions were even though i did kind of know but and, and you realize just trying to validate this idea and it was actually really helpful because i got like 80 replies on that post and yeah, it got like was... a thousand views um, and just people, people had all of these different things like, oh, this is how you do it. This is what I do or, or people sharing their problems with it. So like it was super helpful. Um, so that was that was really good because that really allowed me to kind of see what current, you know, indie hackers are doing, which I, I kind of had to have, a, you know, a little bit of state of mind of like, OK, well, these are indie hackers. So like they're pretty much all software developers, which isn't the case for you know, all entrepreneurs or all businesses. So, um, yeah. I kind of took it with a grain of salt, but it was really helpful to see. And, uh, then I even like played around with some of the current solutions like Firebase authentication and stuff like that. D dove into the documentation of Authy and 
yeah so it basically is up and down where i was like okay i think there's really an opportunity here like this is a problem that everyone has like everyone has to do this yeah um, for sure so i was like okay this is a good entree um for me to solve but then and so i was up and then i was down when i started jumping <laughs> into some of the competitors where it's like man they these are really pretty solid solutions like i'm not really sure if i can really make it that much better like just doing a ui standpoint like do people really care that much, especially for like early on stages about what their login and sign up flows even look like? So like, does that even really matter that much, even though we're all implementing it? And so like it was, just, yeah, I just kind of struggled with that. Um, but ultimately, I was like, OK, I don't think this is it. Like, I don't think this is the problem that I want to solve um, just because they're. I, I do think it is pretty well solved just from looking at the competitors. Like, I don't think there's really a ton of space there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I landed. Um, but I felt like, I don't know. I, I, I liked at least my approach on like the research and asking users, talking to people and basically being able to come up with a, a problem and validate or devalidate yeah. it in like five days yeah for um, sure and just I like mean, move on <laughs> yeah that was pretty amazing actually because i first of all i love the standpoint that you that like your, your point of view that you started out with like what's the what's my biggest pain point like when doing coffee pass that was probably pretty smart and then the this this thread on indie hackers which got like 80 views or 80 comments actually that was pretty good like there was a lot of opinions <laughs> and a lot of feedback yeah. and you were able to do this very quickly. So I think that was a pretty, pretty good way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, I mean, it was still fun. It was a fun experience. And I think even just doing those with different problems, different ideas helps you by the end of it, you're kind of like have a better idea of like, okay, what is something I want to do? Like, what is something I want to go out and try to solve? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so there was a couple interesting, like really helpful things that I read. Um, and I actually ended up writing a blog post on this, <clears throat> just like about problems, finding problems. Um, and so like one really good way to think about that I found was, is called the Eisenhower matrix. Mm -hmm. And maybe you've seen, it's like a little yeah, yeah. two by two matrix where it talks about the intensity of a problem and, and the pain, um, where it kind of puts things in the, top left corner if they're urgent and important and those are like you know very painful if they're urgent and important those are the kind of problems that would be great for you to go and find but then there's problems that are urgent but not important so they're kind of like pressing problems um not at they're maybe like the third best problem for you to find um and then there's problems that are important but they're not urgent so they're i guess tedious problems yeah that's those are pretty good ones as well but then like the problems you really want to look out for are the not important and not urgent <laughs> problems. <laughs> um, and those, you really can't make businesses off of that. And so basically I, I uh, was kind of looking through that and then I found Cortland talking about how, this is actually his quote, many people struggle to identify problems because they mistakenly narrow their focus to only problems that don't have solutions. Those are really hard to find, almost impossible. And so like, basically I've been struggling with 
you know, every problem I find or see, like I, I go out, I find a competitor and I'm like, oh, wow, they're solving this really well. Like, I'm not going to do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that. And, and just, yeah, just feeling like you need to do something original or, or new to make a successful business and just kind of, yeah, like Corton's really pointing out there, like that is not necessary. And in, in most cases nowadays, since, you know, we're pretty far along in in the human civilization where like most of the very painful problems someone's already working on um yep and so if you found a completely new one it's probably just not very urgent and not important and probably no one <laughs> will actually want it <laughs> well that makes sense um yeah and so <clears throat> basically i mean kind of thinking about the login sign up stuff like that is kind of i mean that's a, i feel like that's a, definitely a pressing thing like you have to do it um, I guess it's urgent. Maybe it's not really an important thing to some someone's business. It's just like, I guess, and at least you know, it has to be done well. It has to be secure and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so I mean, I think that I mean it fits in that you know there are competitors in that space. Like I think that you know someone could make a business there. It's just you know you are kind of up against a lot. I think um, just with all the solutions out there, you know, all the frame a lot of frameworks already have something included or whatever. Um. So yeah, that, that one just didn't fit. But basically, I went back to what I've been wanting to do kind of this whole time and kind of went away from, which was <laughs> helping businesses with feedback and making decisions and kind of that place. And when I thought about it, like, really, there are a ton of businesses that are trying to do this. Um, you know, there's a ton of businesses like metrics or profit well or you know all the different data yeah. analytics kind of tools and stuff like they're all trying to help founders with making decisions you know based off data trying to move their business forward and so like i think it is you know it is a problem um i i think i have maybe just been talking to people and different business owners in just a very specific area of like the feedback part of it mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so basically I decided like this is a problem and yeah, there's already people working on it, but I think there's room for a little differentiation and for me to kind of do my own thing there. Um, and so that's what I kind of landed on. Um, but then I, I also, I read this tweet uh, by Menu Kumar that said, so much of building a product company is about progressive discovery. You build something, you figure out something else, then you build that and so on but you only figure out what to build by taking the first step, which may not always be exactly in the right direction. And so that, that was really good for me to see, like, it just kind of encouraged me to like, you know, I don't know exactly what the specific solution is that I want to build in this space, but probably the best way to start figuring that out is just like build something small, like just yeah. get something out there, start seeing how people are using it like maybe it's even making a free tool like that just gets a lot of eyes on it that I can learn from. Like, like I guess how I'm kind of looking at it is if I just see this as a learning process of just my whole goal is to learn at this point, like it's not necessarily to like make, you know, make money on it. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, kind of just build something that allows me to move forward and then, you know, hopefully, you know, build a business out of that. Um, so that's kind of my, my plan. <laughs> that sounds like a good one, actually. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So I, I ended up buying a domain name and 
then making that landing page with ConvertKit. So yeah, so the, the domain name is user engine, userengine.io. Yeah, I, like I like that a lot actually. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of landed with that in that, um, basically, I, I mean, I know I want to help businesses with making decisions based on like feedback. And so like user engine, I felt like fit where it's like, it's an engine that is helping you make those decisions. Um, it's, you know, you know, hopefully doing some of the work for you in getting data or feedback. Um, I guess I, that's how I was kind of seeing my differentiation factor is if I can use data and feedback where most, most tools are either one or the other, mm. if I could kind of use both to kind of help the founder make decisions, help a business kind of have the the data to to make decisions, but also like feedback from the users, um, maybe using that data as well to help prioritize that feedback in different ways. So that's, that's kind of what I'm, I'm shooting for. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I I feel like I have a a path forward. So so that's a good feeling. That's pretty exciting. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, so so you guys can check out userengine.io. Right now, all it is is because I I mean I haven't built anything yet. All it is is basically a, a little page where it just says a little summary of what I'm starting to build, who I am, and just that they can start following by sharing their email, or they can even or I even have a link to this podcast so people can start following us there, <laughs> um, and so that eventually I have something out here that they can actually try. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and it's and the, I th- sorry. I just another thing about that is um, I know we talked about doing landing pages like this. Is like is it a form of validation? Oh yeah. And to me, this is not that at all. Like I don't. Th- there's no. At this point, it's like I don't think trying to just get some emails just by putting up a couple sentences is gonna really validate anything. <laughs> it's more just like just trying to catch some people that follow us um, that are interested in seeing what we're doing. Yeah, totally. Just start to see some interest. Um, and, and if, you know, if it gets, if no one starts, you know, subscribes and wants to start following, that's fine. Like that's not going to devalidate this at all. I don't think so. That's yeah, kind of how I'm looking at it. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it, I guess. Um, so one thing that I thought was interesting from what you just said is this, uh, like this notion of, because, because I know I had this for a long time and it was actually the same thing with narrower, like that you're kind of looking for ideas that have not been solved yet, <laughs> like mm-hmm. like problems that haven't been solved yet, like where there is no competition. And that was like only like in the last three months where, where, where it kind of clicked for me, like it actually makes sense to build something where there is competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was that was probably a big learning for me last year, and I think that it's totally like like it's a good idea to to be in a space where there are already solutions and just have a different take on it. Yeah, I mean, it shows that there's something proven there, right? And I I mean I think I knew that, but at the same time you just have this like urge to like do something new that's like interesting that. I mean, none of us want to just like copy. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think we do. <laughs> like, we don't like to be copycats. Um, there's not really much fun in that. Like, we like to build things that are coming from us creating it and stuff. So, um, 
Well, I have uh, my daughter so with we, me now. We got a guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, my wife is just leaving out the door, so I had to hold Lydia. So she might she might make some noises, but she's just she's about ready for a nap here. <laughs> you glad to be on the podcast? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Starting early. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to. Oh, she's touching the mic. <laughs> Don't, don't don't hit the mute button. <laughs> um, anyways, what were we talking about? Um, oh, yeah, I think I was going to share a little bit of my idea of what I'm going to build. Um, yeah. So basically, that the, the idea is to build, like, I want to get something out the door, basically, that I can start learning from, right? And so I'm trying to think of the thing that's like a little widget that is basically something that like no matter where I go like like in my head I have probably like five different paths or of where this business could go yeah um and so I want to make something that you know isn't something that I would just have to throw away like hopefully it's something that could turn into one of those paths and so I think I have something that's a pretty good middle ground where it's like okay once I have this I could go in a couple different directions and kind of have this as a starting point um, and so what I kind of landed on was a little, um, feedback widget that people can put on their website that allows them to ask for feedback around, um, the product market fit survey. Yeah. I think we've talked about that survey a little bit before, Yeah, I think um, we but have. it's, it's, it's a survey that, um, Oh, what's the the email client we just talked about? Superhuman. Uh, Superhuman. Yeah. Yeah, that Superhuman uses to gauge product market fit. And so basically I'm going to just create a tool that allows them to easily add that in to their their website and then has a dashboard that kind of filters through the feedback they get and makes it really easy for them to see some some conclusions from that. Um and kind of track their product market fit yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the plan. Um, hopefully it doesn't take me too long to build. We'll see. <laughs> well, that sounds pretty interesting. Like you, you should probably like provide something that can be easily plugged in, like just a JavaScript thing. And then it just pops yeah. up the widget, I guess. Yeah. Like I was looking into that. Um, so like, I know I could do, and actually, this is a really good question to ask you. Um, <laughs> like, I can do, like, you know, just a copy and paste, like a two-liner that they can, you know, paste into their index.html, right? Yeah, yeah, that would be the and, easiest um, case, I guess. Yeah, so I think that was my first plan. Um, I guess my unknown with that is just, like, all the different frameworks. Like, I don't know, like, React or Vue. Like, are they able to easily do that where they can just... You can just add that to their index.html, or do you need to make like an npm package that creates a little, you know, library for them to use on the front end? Yeah, I mean, I would probably go both ways and try to make make it a package as well, just so that the user can decide which way they want to implement it. Because I know there's a lot of people who, well, let's just say there there might be people with landing pages built in WordPress, and they might might just want to put it in there like the first choice that we just discussed and then there are people who probably would just want to npm install it just like all the other packages and then just kind of put it in there in a component 
So I guess you yeah. could probably do both. Like, for, you, you should probably decide beforehand, like, if you want to do that, because then you can be smart about it and use the same code and just recycle it into a package. But I guess that's right. Yeah, I was trying to think about what it would look like. I've not made an npm package before, so I was just trying to think what the different deployments would look like. Because with the the first option, like you know, it's just a .js like file that you're hosting somewhere. Yeah. That they're grabbing in the HTML. Where the second one, you're you know deploying. So I'm I'm guessing that those are pretty similar. Like it would be pretty easy, I think, to do both. Um, Because, yeah, I was trying to think for this first version, would it be worth it, I guess, to do the NPM? I mean, you could probably go or get away with just the first option for now. Then if people ask for it, just just provide an NPM package for it. While in the meantime, just trying to publish something random and just getting to know the, the NPM publishing flow. Right, right. I guess the other question is, is there any other like front end tools that you'd have to have like some kind of library for or whatever to have like a widget, like, you know, other than JavaScript based or yeah. Cause I guess I just don't really know. Cause I haven't used some of those other stacks, like, <laughs> like C sharp or some of the other stuff. I don't know. I mean, I, I would probably say it should be enough to just provide it like in javascript because that's what most modern front ends are written in like i would right. like you probably don't want to have something for the back end right because then you would have like like where they can basically build their own front end and then you just have just get the get the data to the back end and that's where you collect it you could also do that but then you right probably, right right then you probably have more work because you would have to write a package in php and whatever go um, yeah, yeah, no, no, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, so, so <laughs> I thought so. So then I would probably just go the JavaScript route because that's pretty universal these days. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm wondering, it's like even someone, like I haven't used Ruby on Rails, even someone doing that, they could, my daughter's making her appearance here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they could basically still use like, I mean, they're still using HTML and JavaScript sometimes in Ruby on Rails, I would guess. So, like, they could just embed that, and then it's the Ruby on Rails is just rendering it, basically, right? Because it's when it grabbed it from the server. Yeah, right. I mean, they they have their own templating ag- engines. I have never actually used Ruby on Rails, but I'm pretty pretty certain that they have some kind of rendering engine, and then you could also just require arbitrary JavaScript in there, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, that's kind of the plan. I'm already getting started on building it, basically. So it'll that be fun. Sounds pretty good. Can't wait to hear the progress <laughs> you made next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And uh, yeah, so did you have anything else that you wanted to update us on? No, I think I'm, I think I'm good. <laughs> All might right, be, awesome. Might, might be a short episode this time, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think we're around 30 minutes, maybe somewhat oh, yeah. around there. So, all right. Well, thanks, listeners, for following your journey here. And uh, we'll continue to keep you updated. Uh, we'll put anything in the show notes um, that we talked about. So, yeah, we'll talk to you in another episode. Talk to you next week. Bye bye.